Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go now, Edwin Salmon of Knowledge. Podcast in your ears, Edwin Salmon of Knowledge. Will you learn anything in this podcast right now? Hey, Salmon Skins. How's everyone doing? It's me, Edwin Salmon. I'm back. That's right. I was away. Where was I? I wasn't anywhere. I couldn't travel. There's a pandemic on. What are you talking about? I don't have a tan. I just got burned. I've been baking a lot of cakes. No, actually, I haven't been baking a lot of cakes. Uh, That's a lie. I've been watching celebrities bake cakes badly on the great celebrity bake-off where celebrities bake cakes that look like other celebrities. And then other celebrities eat those celebrity lookalike cakes baked by celebrities. And then they all have a big orgy high on sugar and cake. And egg and flour and chocolate, which also contains sugar. No, I had to take a break because it took a year of me doing a podcast before I got tired of the sound of my own voice. Because normally when I'm talking to people, it's in a room and I'm making jokes and I'm having like a bit of a back and forth. And even on a regular podcast, when uh, I I used to do uh, Reviewables, which is a podcast that will probably come back, um, maybe not with me at the helm. I don't know, I'm going to have to have a discussion with Hannah Mamelis, who is the uh, co-host, and Andrea Farrell, who's the other co-host, and just see if they want to do it or not. I mean, this is probably a discussion I should have with them, unless they're listening to this podcast right now, in which case, what do you think, guys? Should we carry on with Reviewables? Now, I know some people are big fans of Reviewables. I know Jim from Scotland. Hey, Jim. I know you're a big fan. I'm sorry, uh, dropped the ball on that. But, you know, hey, look, lots of things have been happening. We've all been growing older. I'm growing older still. Wait a minute, I've got a great idea for a song. I hope I don't get too old. I hope I stay young. I hope time works differently for me. Because I'm going through changes in our bodies And I've been going Going through changes When time gets colder, children get older That's why children become you fully grown humans oh wait that's Fleetwood Mac I'm riffing on Fleetwood Mac bloody hell I thought I had an original idea there for a second but of course there are no original ideas only original people who have their own spins on certain ideas that's what I have been working on the last while I've been writing some scripts some comedy horror scripts Now, I know people have, you know, merged the two genres together before, but have they done it in TV? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't don't watch a lot of TV. Although I have watched the Marvel TV shows because I haven't been talking about those uh, in 
the previous podcast and in my month sabbatical, which is a word people only use on podcasts when they come back after a long sabbatical. Nobody ever uses the word sabbatical in real life. No one even knows what it means. I just use it hoping it means what I think it means. But I did watch all of WandaVision. I think I mentioned WandaVision before, but I hadn't finished it. And then in the interim, which again is a phrase that people only use in podcasts when they're talking about television programs and things that happened in between. Because you wouldn't say in between that. Um, well, actually, you would. In between those things, this happened. Like if you have two kids, you wouldn't say, and in the interim, we didn't have a child, but then we did have a second child. But what am I talking about? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision and these big Marvel TV shows. And I realized something afterwards that I didn't really enjoy them. I mean, they were fine, but I wasn't invested in anything that happened to any characters. I was interested in the things that were happening to the characters, but I didn't really care about the characters themselves. And for me, now this might be a revelation to a lot of you, but for me, that's a key factor when it comes to drama of any kind, any narrative drama. I need to care about the characters and there has to be something at stake. And I think with the Marvel TV shows, it's more about the incidents that are happening rather than the characters that these incidents are happening to. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of broadly painted characters. The Falcon is struggling with, you know, whether he should become the new Captain America and what it means for a black man to be Captain America. And, you know, I thought there was some interesting stuff there and there was like a, uh, a black super soldier who was basically jailed for doing the exact same thing that Steve Rogers was lauded for in World War II. In the Korean War, um, this uh, super soldier who was black freed a bunch of prisoners and then they put him in prison because they didn't want people to know about the super soldier program that it had come back it was one of those things where and there was lots of super people as in there was a new super serum and now we have Kurt Russell's son Wyatt Russell playing John Walker who was the new Captain America in the show for a while and then he ended up becoming spoiler alert by the way for these shows he ended up becoming <laughs> i just said everything that's happening and then uh, spoiler alert at the end um it's like someone jumping up just before the credits roll on a movie going spoiler alert um but yeah he got the super serum so it's like steve rogers used to be uh, special like he was the only superhero who had been given the super serum because he was a he was a good man inherently a good man and uh, the serum uh, enhances the positive aspects of a person's character and you know good, good and enhances the negative aspects of that person which is why red skull had a big red skull because nothing says evil like having a big red skull but now there's um that English uh, actor who she was in Solo, the Han Solo movie, and she's in this. Like, she's in big things, but she doesn't really get much to do. And she was a super soldier, and some of her mates, and John Walker, and also in this Black Widow movie that's coming out. David Harbour is playing the sort of Russian version of a super soldier. So there's, like, super soldiers out the wazoo. And... You know, and the wazoo is not another fake country or city that is visited upon, although it should be. Because uh, it'd be funny if someone said, oh, we've we've loads of alien technology up the wazoo. And uh, the wazoo turns out to be a, a city built on the river wazoo. So they travel up the wazoo to get to wazoo. How about you? Are you going to the zoo? This is the kind of 
improv uh, that makes this podcast Norway's 47th most popular improv podcast. But anyway, getting back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or spoiler alert, here I come popping up with the credits again. Like Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man going, spoiler alert, there's going to be a lot more of these. Strap in. You're going to be sick to the wazoo of these bloody movies after a while. But uh, yeah, so the final episode, episode six, because there's six episodes in this. A lot of people say, oh, it's like a, it's like a really long movie. It's not. It's a six episode series. Six one-hour episodes, and it's a little bit slow to get going. There's a lot of just men walking around European cities wearing jackets. Uh, you know, if you squint your eyes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier could be a Marks and Spencer's summer clothes range ad or something, or a Penny's, if you're, if you're not into your kind of high-end drapery. Uh, yeah, they're they're walking around uh, trying to f- figure out what's going on, and uh, Anthony Mackie, who plays the Falcon, is uh, struggling because he was, of course, handed the shield, Captain America's shield, at the end of Endgame, uh, but he he gave it back because he didn't think he could be uh, a Captain America. He didn't know, so it's about him gearing up to take on the mantle. And at the end of it, you know, and what's special about him is that he's not special, but he's just a dude. He's just a very highly trained dude who can fly around on wings. And he kind of has a combination of wings and a new Captain America suit, which is accurate to the comics, but not very practical when it comes to reality. Because here's the thing that I found about the Captain America suit that Anthony Mackie wears when he takes on Captain America mantle. And he's like, yeah, I'm Captain America now. He doesn't have a helmet. He has he has a body armor. He has, because it's made by the Wakandans. So I'm assuming the wings are made of vibranium, which is like the toughest metal on Earth. So tough, it doesn't even exist. And he's got a helmet, but the very top of his head where his soft vulnerable squishy brain is behind that thin skull is completely exposed like he's got goggles on so the wind doesn't make his eyes water when he's flying around that's fair enough but like i say he is just a regular dude like even captain america he'd taken a super soldier serum but if you shot him in the head he'd die he doesn't he's not bulletproof He's just strong and fast and possibly doesn't age as quickly as everyone else. Well, he was frozen for a time, but he didn't age when he was frozen. I guess the science around freezing and aging and the correlation there is kind of still up in the air. And we really shouldn't be going by comic books to, you know, get the answers to those questions. Those are, you know, those are up to science, not comic books. But yeah, he's completely exposed. His head and brain are completely exposed. And like it, it was fine. I think in general, I think the Marvel movies are fine. Some of them are like just, they're all capable. They're all well made. But not all of them are engaging on any kind of emotional level. I do like the character of Captain America. Uh, I didn't think I would, I've, you know, I, and I don't really have much of it. Of an effect. I didn't grow up reading Marvel comic books or reading sort of, you know, American comic books. I'm not into sort of, de- I've read some Batman graphic novels. I've read some Superman graphic novels, but I haven't never read an Iron Man. I read some of Civil War, the, the original Civil War, and it wasn't that great. You know, a little bit, a little bit silly. But I'm like I'm not a I'm not a huge fan, but I do like some like I like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I like the Thor Ragnarok was good fun. I like the Doctor Strange movie, even though I didn't like Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. But I thought the movie was very good and enjoyable. I love the Hulk as a character. 
I think he's incredible. <laughs> oh. But I think, in general, I think that Marvel do movies really well and not TV shows. So far, I'm not blown away by the, their TV show content. Whereas it seems that Star Wars, now, they do really good TV shows. The Mandalorian is great. I like some of the animated uh, stuff, the Star Wars Rebels. I watched the first episode of The Bad Batch, which is the new animated show, executive produced by Dave Filoni, who's uh, part of the Mandalorian producers and writers and showrunners. So it's like Star Wars Star Wars should just do TV shows from now on, and Marvel should just do movies. But I know Marvel is trying to take over both. It's trying to do TV, and it's trying to do movies. And I can't do both. Anyway, guys, look, we're going to take a short little break, and we'll be back after these short messages with some YouTube comments. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. YouTube comments. So, guys, I have been getting some comments recently, not about my good looks or my wonderful voice that soothes and relaxes the nation and other nations like Norway, Japan, Australia, Canada and the United Kingdom of Britain's. No, I've been getting some comments on a YouTube video that I posted quite a while ago. Now, when did I actually put up this? It was my uh, my Donald Trump video that I made called Big Strong, Powerful, Beautiful Men, featuring Donnie Trump. It was after he was kicked out of the White House for being a gross man. No, he was voted, uh, he was voted out uh, the season finale of America. And what an exciting season that was. Ups and downs, twists and turns, pussy grabbins and the like. But yeah, I put up this video. It was him dancing around and I made like a little kind of uh, techno track using a, a free song that I've got from YouTube um, studio. And I put some singing, my own singing over it. Uh, singing, he loves this strong man, big, strong, beautiful, powerful man. Look it up on my YouTube channel. And just in the last week, I like it, it got a few comments, but then in the last week, just loads of people have been commenting on it. Um, the, like the first comment was someone called Dr. Hunchback Gorilla Girl, PhD Esquire, which is kind of like, you know, if you recall Hunchback Gorilla Girl, that would kind of be funny. Or even Dr. Hunchback. Or or Dr. Gorilla Girl. PhD. You know, something like that. But it's like, you're just... You're throwing everything at it there. Dr. Hunchback, Gorilla Girl, PhD, Esquire. It's a bit too much. And then someone... Uh, someone replied to this. They, they wrote, Love a big, beautiful, strong man. Thumbs up. The AOK symbol, that apparently is the white power symbol. And uh, an arm flexing a bicep. With the three emojis afterwards. And then uh, Juan Ortega uh, responded just five days ago. Then marry him. Dot, 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 dot. And I'm like, I think Dr. Hunchback Gorilla Girl PhD Esquire was being kind of funny. I don't think he was being 100% serious there when he was saying love a big, beautiful, strong man. Because, you know, I was doing it in jest. Um, then someone... Uh, Devas Gabo, D-E-V-I-S, Gabo, uh, four days ago, wrote W, capital W, then small W, small W, small W, dot, 
president.donald.trump. So I don't know what to make of that. Like, is are you saying he was the president, full stop? President Donald Trump. I don't know. I mean, Nathaniel Dobbs commented saying, Bahahaha. Um, thanks for that. That's that's what it, that's what I wanted. I just wanted people to laugh. Um, Gus Farnsworth five days ago said, "When is Donny going to come out?" That got four likes. Uh, Butterfly responded, "When there's a full moon," which got a thumbs up. And I was thinking, full moon? Aren't they reasonably regular? Isn't that like a monthly thing? Does is there a full moon every month? There is a full moon every month, right? I like look. I know this podcast is called Edwin's Sample of Knowledge, but I think it's really called that to just expose how little knowledge I have of the world and things that happen in it. Um, Richard Dillinger responded to when is Donny going to come out? The question from Gus Farnsworth. And he said, Jared Kushner and Kanye West have to get married first. Um, I'm guessing he means to each other because they are already married. Although Kanye wished he's getting divorced. Poor old Kanye. Uh, So Gretchen Schwartz a week ago commented on the Donnie Trump dancing and singing about big, beautiful, powerful men. Um, like shadows and sun and love, this is a big killer. Um, I don't, I don't understand what that comment means. Like shadows and sun and love, this is a big killer. I mean, the sun can kill you, you can get skin cancer, love can kill you, because it can drive you insane. Shadows. I, I mean, I've, I've stood in shadows. You know, it, when it's hot out, stepping in shadow, I, I cool down. It's not really a big killer. It's actually quite handy to get out of the sun and into the shade. Anyway, so Al- Alfonso Joarego, I'm not saying your name right. He responded to this message by saying, in prison... They like this kind of idiots. Somebody, bitch. Um, oh, I think he must mean that Donald Trump would be somebody's bitch in prison. Yeah, probably. You know, he's he's nice and doughy. But, uh, I mean, it's not a very nice thing to say. Um, Emily uh, Wilkie. Wilkie? Emily, Emily Wilkie. Two days ago said, great song and lyrics. Trump is so in love with who he thinks he is. Absolutely true. You got that right, Emily. Um, And then uh, Lorenzo Moon, 34, three days ago. He said, this is a weak man. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So challenging Donald's virility there. Um, And there's more. There's more comments. Someone GM GMG said dances like a pansy and then said are all Trump tards gay? I would say probably not. I'd say the majority of them are not gay. I mean uh Gus Farnsworth also said, When is Donny going to come out? Probably not. I don't know what he's into or if he's into men. If he is, I feel sorry for men. Uh, Patrick Sweezy, S-W-E-Z-E-Y, said, Trump is pure garbage, nothing more. That's pretty pretty clear how you feel about him. Cleo Smith said, uh, and this is all caps, said, uh, so it's shouting, but I I won't scream it here, but just so you know, it's all caps. When you go to jail, you can count on two of them every night. Which I guess means that jails are overcrowded and they have, you know, like in the movies, when you see it, it's like you and your cellmate. But it appears that there's more than uh, 
More than two allowed. There's at least three. Now, oh yeah, Gre- Gretchen Swartz, who said, like Shadows and Sun and Love, this is a big killer. She commented uh, a second time, uh, answering to no one, I think. She said, it is the variety. I kill everyone, my own child, and only because I want it. That's why I kill my soldiers and only give him work in the state. That's why you don't get your officials pay, zombie. Uh, Again, like Shadows and Sun and Love, This is a Big Killer, is a more coherent sentence than what she just said there. I have no idea what that means. So anyway, that's all the comments on the Donald Trump video. The most commented video that I have posted, which featured Donald Trump, as the only video I've ever done that features Donald Trump. And he's obviously still a figure of controversy and discussion, especially in the YouTube community. Comments are weird, I don't understand them. Why do you leave the comments that are weird? I'm confused and scared by some of these things. So, guys, listen. I have, for the last while, been busy. Uh, I'm back now. I'll have regular podcasts coming out. Now, myself and my good friend Trevor Brown and my good friend Andrea Farrell have been doing Cine Stream Club episodes. If you are a patron of Edwin Simon Knowledge, you will get those episodes before they come out and maybe extended versions of those episodes, depending on how long the um, the episodes are. The next one we're doing is Independence Day. So if you want to watch Independence Day, before you listen to us talk about it, then go ahead and do that. But uh, it's a it's a fun podcast, Cine Stream Club, available wherever you get good podcasts. I have been preparing for the birth of my first child. Now there was something recently in the news: Laura Whitmore, whom Irish people will know, is an Irish. MTV, former gossip journalist, entertainment journalist, turned influencer or whatever. I think, does she do radio stuff as well? I think so. Who knows? Anyway, some journalist contacted her agent to ask about a story because they'd heard she had a kid recently and she, she'd heard a rumor that the kid was going to be called you know, perception or uh, fluff buttons or hashtag smiley face or something like that. And we're going we're gonna to run the story. And would Laura w- want to comment? And Laura Whitmore, for some reason, took a screenshot of this email that was sent to her agent. Now, not to her, the agent, which is the buffer zone. So she can go, you know, Laura's not interested in this. But she screenshot that email and was like, this is disgusting and a breach of my privacy and blah, 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 blah. And I just thought it was a little bit, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where Laura Whitmore is, uh, you know, has millions of followers on on social media and trades off her celebrity and all this kind of stuff. And it's this thing of, you know... The minute someone involves their child, I guess, you know, you don't have to put pictures. I, you know, I know people who have kids and they don't they deliberately don't put pictures of their kids up online. And I don't think I'll be doing that with my kid. I, I mean, I'd be sending it to friends and whatever, but I'm, I'm not going to be like, look at my child. Give me a, a seven page spread in VIP magazine where I talk about how I don't want to talk about my child and I want to be a private person. And I almost tweeted, but it would have been too late if I did it the day after. I almost tweeted, just in case anyone gives a shit, my son's name is going to be blank. Uh, I'm not going to say it here because uh, we might change our mind when he comes out. No, he doesn't look like a blank. Um, I sound like uh, 
Terry Wogan there. When he came out, we thought he was a blank, but it turned out he was a blank. Um, I don't know if I told you guys that story about when I was in Edinburgh two years ago now at this stage, and I used to get coffee from, uh, not from Starbucks or any of those chains, although occasionally I did get coffee from Starbucks if I was too far away from uh, these coffee vendors. It was like a husband and wife team who were lovely and Scottish, and every day I'd go up and I'd be like, uh, one coffee, please, a latte would be my usual order. And she'd be like, you sound like someone, who do you sound like? Um, which is always great when the person who thinks you sound like someone asks you who you sound like. I mean, I know I sound like myself, madam, but I don't know who you think I sound like. And she kept going and she was like, who does he sound like? Jerry, who does he sound like? And she goes, I th- you sound like a, a, a children's television presenter from the BBC. And I was just going, right, you think I sound like a secret paedophile? And then eventually she goes, Terry Wogan. Terry Wogan, who was from Limerick. And Terry Wogan, who had a kind of a, the way he talked, he talked like this, it took out a low, and then he went in kind of a high sort of register, and he used to present blankety-blank, a blankety-blank checkbook and pen. And he was a great radio DJ. He was actually, he was a very good broadcaster, I thought. He just had one of those lovely voices that just kind of, like a, like a soothing blanket that covered your ears. So that was a bit of a controversy with Laura Whitmore. And, you know, I don't know her personally. I, you know, walked past her at an electric picnic one time. But that wasn't sufficient contact for me to judge her character at all. I just thought it was a little bit, you know, people have these things. And I know it's kind of like people get very touchy when it comes to their children. And I understand that. Well, I mean, I sort of understand it. Maybe I'll understand it a little bit more in just under a fortnight when my son, Redacted, is born. Uh, Hopefully he won't be redacted when he's born. So yeah, we've been preparing for that. We've been pumping tires on buggies and packing hospital bags and making sure everything's, you know, in, in order. It became quite real for us when we were washing uh, just last week washing all the baby clothes and drying it, putting them on the line. And we have plenty of clothes. And people have been very nice. My good friend Jennifer Zamparelli gave us her old uh, baby changing table, which is nice and robust. And uh, yeah, and we got a lovely present from my good friends of the podcast and longtime patrons, Kevin and Leah in uh, Winnipeg in Canada, who sent a beautiful care package with lots of lovely stuff, uh, some nice toiletries for Cara, and some nice uh, video game stuff for me, including a video game, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which stars my good friend and fellow Dream Gun player and writer of Dream Gun. He's one of the main Dream Gunners. Gavin Dre, who plays the lead role in that video game. Um, Looking forward to getting back on stage with Gavin Dre next May in Vicker Street when Dream Gun does Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. And uh, if you want to check out Dream Gun Film Reads, uh, all of the Dream Gun Film Read shows are on Spotify. Check them out. They're a lot of fun. Uh, I'd recommend the Lord of the Rings ones. Uh, I'm in most of them. A little a little plug there. I've plugged Cinestream Club and I've plugged Dream Gun Film Reads. And I'd recommend both of them, even though I'm in both of them. So, uh, yeah, and uh, Leah and Kevin sent a lovely little, it's like a little uh, teething bracelet. It looks like a, a kind of a ni- 1990s cool guy uh, uh, necklace. And you just hang it around the baby's neck and it like chews on little silicone things and little wooden things for when he's teething. Uh, so it was very nice. 
And also they sent some uh, maple syrup, so I'm looking up some recipes to see what kind of uh, delicious things I can make with maple syrup. Um, Kevin and Leah, thank you guys so much. You have been just the nicest people. And I, I can't wait till we eventually go on holidays to Canada and can enjoy your free and legal weed and hospitality. And hopefully I'll get to do some stand-up and uh, we can all hang out at the show. And myself and Cara are busy putting together a little care package for you guys. Because you only get what you give. Here we go. We've got a package for you. Irish things and then some nice other things. Um, so yeah, we've we've a couple of things that we're we're going to send obviously we wanted to send some guinness cake but i don't think you can send perishable goods i don't know why that is um oh, it's something 911 probably did that fucked it all up um but before i go today guys i just want to tell you about another exciting development in my life like this past year has been so traumatic in many ways a lot of my work uh, as in a hundred percent of my work uh, ended I had a tour that was planned that I still haven't rescheduled although I might start uh, planning some dates and hopefully maybe towards the end of the summer maybe September sometime I might be doing some gigs in and around Ireland uh, probably Dublin because I live here and it's convenient for me to do that and yeah it's been like an awful year it's been wonderful to and I feel very very lucky to have met Cara before the pandemic and gotten to a point in a relationship where she was happy for me to move in with her and for us to live together and after about a week of us living together, like we'd been living together all our lives. And then we got engaged and now we're just very, very close weeks away from having a baby. And it's very exciting. And she has been, it's a cliche to say it. And when people say it, I wince, but she has been my rock. And I have been her rock. We've been like two sexy rocks just having a go at each other on the beach. Now, there's an image for your brains. But it's been difficult, but it's been beautiful. And I've, you know, had to, in some ways, grow up, I guess. And having a kid is definitely going to make you grow up because these are like my last days of being uh, just a man and not a dad. And I don't think I'm going to be any different. One thing I'm not going to do, and Cara agrees with me on this, where, you know, I mean, we're on the same page about a lot of things. I mean, we'd have to be seeing as we're life partners and soon to be husband and wife. We we don't want to talk about our child with other parents. We're kind of like, I think, because we're going to be in it, and obviously the first six weeks of people are like, oh, you have to be able to say goodbye to sleep now. You have to you be awake. You have to constantly, yeah, oh. I'm like, sorry, you're not making any sense. Oh, I'll say it again then. You, you'll only be able to, oh. Sorry, I'm still, I'm still not getting it. Oh. And, you know, you just get frustrated and walk away. You don't know what people are trying to say to you. But... Obviously, you know, we're going to be, it's going to be a little bit stressful. Uh, like, I mean, I love kids, I love babies, but this is one baby that I'm not going to be able to hand back to its parents because it's me. But I'm really looking forward to it. I'm having mad, crazy dreams about all sorts of things. And I mean, I know it's all kind of related to the fact that this uh, little bundle of joy is coming into our lives very, very soon. And uh, one of the things I've been doing to make myself into a kind of a fully functional uh, grown-up, 
adulting is hard and I've finally had my first few driving lessons. I've never driven a car. I'm 44 years old and I only started driving a car two weeks ago. I've had my first two lessons consisting of two hours each. So I've, I've driven for four hours and my instructor, Frank, who is a uh, a man with three daughters, because we're talking about, I was saying I've got a son on the way. He was saying, what's the son's name? I said, the son of your business. And then I got his Twitter handle and I sent a really angry tweet at him saying, how dare you ask about my son and his name? And I asked him his daughter's names and he punched me in the face. No, he's a lovely man. He's in his kind of 50s. And he said that his friends called him... Uh, a sissy cock or a sissy mickey he said he had a sissy mickey because he had girls he never had a boy he never had a son he just had daughters so his penis is somehow not masculine enough or something like that it's just such a fucked up you know and I said to him jokingly but also serious I was like so Frank, you being your sort of early to mid 50s, are your friends like teenage boys? I mean, it just seems to me to be another example of how the patriarchy is uh, such a prevalent thing in our society. In that, if you don't have a boy, men of a certain generation will think less of your penis and call it a sissy penis. Um, and like, like there's nothing there's nothing manlier than impregnating a woman. In my book, it should be called a macho cock. Macho, macho cock. I think he's got a macho cock. But um anyway, he was my dri- he's my driving instructor. He's a very nice man. And I was under the impression that in your first driving lesson, you actually don't do any driving. You just sit in the cockpit. And you go through all the buttons and switches and uh, the fuel dump, the ejector seat, uh, the oil slick. And then you get out of the Aston Martin from James Bond and you get into a little Ford Focus. So I was driving around a little Ford Focus and he has like the pedals on that side, which probably would not be a good feature in every car. But if you're learning and you're a little bit nervous, and I was a little bit nervous leading up to it. But after about 40 minutes, he was like, right, you you will switch seats here now when you get in. I showed you, you know, the routine for starting. I've showed you how to change gears and all this kind of stuff. And dear listeners, dear Salmon Skins, I found myself surprised at the aspects of driving that I thought would be easy and the aspects of driving that I thought would be hard. And... I was surprised. I thought it would be hard for me to sort of judge the width of the car uh, and its relative distance to other cars and, you know, trucks and uh, people and cats and just foreign objects, just getting through gaps and whatnot. But I did that very well. I did it so well that I was driving along. I also noticed how many speed bumps there are in urban areas in Dublin and there's two types of speed bumps there's the long unbroken block and then there's the three little blocks and I did that thing where you try drive dead center so the wheels are on either side of the little block so you don't really kind of feel the bump and the first one I came to I drove through it like that and Frank was very impressed and he was like not everyone can do that on their first go And I said, Frank, would you say I'm a prodigy? And he was like, well, you're a little bit too old now to be a prodigy. Would you say I'm an old prodigy? I wouldn't call you a prodigy at all. Just say prodigy. Say you like the prodigy, the band. I mean, if I said that now, you'd probably construe that I was calling you a prodigy. No, I just want to I just want to hear you say the word prodigy. I'm not going to say it, Ed. 
So I used to put my foot down. We started going faster and faster. I was like, oh, I can't remember where the break is. Maybe if you t- call me a prodigy, I will. Uh, no, that never happened. Uh, I only I only accidentally drove fast once during it, and it was kind of kind of scary. So I was driving. I was changing gears. Um, I was indicating. I was turning. I was reversing. And what I didn't uh, factor to be a difficulty, but turned out that it was, was stopping. I didn't think that stopping was going to be the difficult thing. Uh, I thought going might be difficult, but I kept, I didn't realize you have to, you put your foot in the clutch and then on the brake, but the brake and the accelerator or the gas, as they call it in the, in the States, are very sensitive and I was kind of giving it too much and we we jerked to to a stop every time and he sort of gave out to me a little bit and then my my wheel technique the sort of 10 and 2 and you don't cross over your arms because then you'll end up at a point where you've done as much as you can and yeah and that's it and yeah you're kind of locked in so you have to kind of feed the wheel through your hands and keep your hands in the same in the same spot. Um, and reversing was difficult as well because I didn't realize that you don't need the accelerator. You just need the clutch and the brake. So, yeah, so I finally learned how to stop and start. And my gear changes are pretty smooth. And that's pretty much it. I've kind of forgotten the rules of the road because... It was like over a year ago, it was before the pandemic, it was like maybe 18 months ago that I did my sit down test where, you you know, you have to go through the rules of the road. So I've kind of forgotten a lot of those. I know, I mean, I know the basic ones, but yeah, it's kind of, I thought, because, you know, they say if you wait too long to do something and you you can't teach an, an old dog new tricks, but I think that only applies to if you're trying to teach a dog how to drive a car and that in and of itself is extremely difficult. So, I mean, if you can get a dog of any age, young or old to drive a car, you know, you, you're, you're doing, you're doing very well for yourself. But, um, yeah. And like I was saying to Frank, my next, uh, lesson was going to be on my birthday. So you have to let me drive a hundred miles an hour. And he laughed and I didn't laugh. Uh, because I knew he thought I was joking when I was being 100% dead serious. But anyway, uh, I'll keep you updated on my driving techniques. Uh, I'll probably have, I mean, I'll definitely have uh, more new episodes. I might have a few little extra ones here and there, uh, depending on how it goes. I'll have some CineStream stuff. If you go to uh, Edwin Salmon of Knowledge uh, on the Patreon you can avail of all the extra episodes of all my writings, of all my bloopers and such. And I'm going to leave you guys with a little kind of improv thing. I've been trying to... Basically, I love Reggie Watts. I think Reggie Watts is incredibly gifted, improviser, incredibly musical. So I have, since I've started using GarageBand to record my episodes, I have been trying to do little uh, sort of uh, Reggie Watts style improv type things and I recently acquired uh, a guitar that I need new strings for so I might do some of the old improv songs that I used to do with my brother Johnny. Hey Johnny. Um, so uh, I'll just throw that in at the end. I want to say happy birthday Niall Fahey. I want to say hello to Martin Fahey. I want to say hello to Judita. I want to say hello to Jerry, hello to Anne, my brother Jonathan, my brother Julian, uh, Julian and Sinead, hi Sinead, uh, their kids, my uh, nephews and niece, Donica, Killian, Roisin, uh, I love you all. To you Salmon Skins listening to this, thanks very much. I hope you're all safe, I hope you're all well. And I'll be talking to you soon. And here we go with the little thing I like to call improv. I didn't actually have a name for it. 
uh, I think it's called, I'll call it Couch Bed. Every time I come around here, baby, you don't want me in your bed. You say I'm too cold. But it's just cause I've been out of walking. It's December and it's snowing. Yeah, baby, cool, cold. Don't you want me in your bed tonight? Don't you want me in your bed, baby? And don't you want me in a bed tonight? Don't you? Why don't you tell me if you don't want me, baby? Sleeping in your bed. I won't be here if you don't want me to be here, baby. Baby, baby. I won't be sleeping, sleeping in your bed, baby. Jammies on, go sleeping on the couch. On, pull out the couch, pull the couch bed out until I realize I don't have a couch bed, just a couch. Ooh, I wanna sleep on a bed, not a couch, not a couch bed, just a bed, not a couch. That's a bed or a bed, that's a couch, just a bed. That's what I want, just a bed. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.